Praise the Lord, this is Brad Julius Adeome again. We are going through the book of 2 Corinthians, we are in chapter 8, and we have arrived at uh, verse 10, where Apostle Paul is giving exhortation to the Corinthians how they should do the ministry to the saints, the gathering of donations that they wanted to send to the believers in Jerusalem. Verse 10, I give my advice, for this is expedient for you. Who have begun before, not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. See, last year they tried to, they started it. Now, therefore, perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man has, and not according to that he has not. For I mean not that other men be eased and ye burdened. But by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be equality. So that's exactly what he was trying to say. That I'm not saying that you guys should go and borrow money to send to these people. That is not what he's talking about. He's from your abundance, you have some leftover you can use to help other people. Not to say, well, you, this man needs money. You now you put yourself in debt. That you are now in. In another bondage also. So it's far after your abundance, you are going to help other people. So from your abundance, they are helped. And so that their own abundance can also help you. That's why he said verse 14. But by an equality that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their wants, and their abundance also may be a supply for your wants. That there may be equality. As it says written, he that has gathered much add nothing over, and he that has gathered little add no lack. That was in the book of Exodus when they went and gathered manna. Some gather more, some gather less, but by the time they share it, just enough for everybody. Verse 16, but thanks be to God, which put the same harness care into the heart of Titus for you. For indeed he accepted the exhortation, but being more forward of his own accord, he went unto you. What he was saying was, I was going to send Titus back to them to help them do this gathering. Maybe I'll to tell them why it is necessary, why it is exhorting them to give, so to speak. It's what Tatos does, he was a pastor. So if sometimes people are reluctant in doing something, but when they hear a good exhortation, they will know that it is something that will be blessing. There will be blessing come from the love for that thing they do. And so they are encouraged to do it. So that's what he says, sending Tatos to, to encourage them for that. And Tatos was also really willing to do. But it is said, and we have sent with him also the brother whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches. And not that only, but who, who was also chosen of the churches to travel with us with this grace, which is administered by us to the glory of the same Lord and declaration of your ready mind. Avoiding this, that no man should blame us in this abundance which is administered by us. That is, he's saying, this thing we are doing, let nobody take it as an offense as if these people are gathering our money, our money. He's, he's going to explain it here. Providing for all next things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. And we have sent with them our brother, whom we have oftentimes proved diligent in many things, but now much more diligent upon the great confidence which I have in you. Without any due inquiry of Titus, he is my partner and fellow helper concerning you. Or our brethren be inquired of, they are the messengers of the churches and the glory of Christ. Wherefore, show ye to them and before the churches the proof of your love and of our boasting on your behalf. So Apostle Paul really more or less trying to make them see that this is not just something that he made up, it is the churches that are 
taking the step to help the brethren in Jerusalem and they say they have messengers of the churches that so other people follow them to see that the other churches also contributing yeah we all are in this together not like uh, Apostle Paul is not getting this money into his pocket it is to help the believers in Jerusalem so that's how he present now he's going to talk a little bit in another direction in chapter 9 let's go to chapter 9 for as touching the ministering to the saints it is superfluous for me to write to you for I know the forwardness of your mind for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia that Achaia was ready a year ago and your zeal has provoked many more, many, very many. Yet have I sent the brethren lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf that as I say ye may be ready. Lest I play if they of Macedonia come with me and find you unprepared. We, and we say not ye, should be ashamed in this same confident boasting. Was saying when he was when they were talking this thing to the Macedonians church, he was telling them that oh, Akaya has been ready. This mentioned this last year when we when they went to me, they said Let, let's get it right now. And they said well let's wait until everybody is told. So Akaya has been ready last since a year ago. So that provoked the other people to begin to call, collect the religion that oh, if Akaya is already let us get ourselves also together and not be and not be the odd man out, or odd church out. So he said, that since he has boasted of the of this church in Corinth before other churches, he wanted to make sure that if they come with him, they won't say that this man was just lying to us. They will say he's just boasting. Say we will not be ashamed of our boast. So we want to make sure that you guys already got your own contribution ready. As far as say, therefore. I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they will go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty. Whereof ye have noticed before, that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. So that's what he said. It is what you have in abundance that you are asking you to give to help the other churches in Jerusalem. Not covetous, not coveting your money. Verse 6. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which sweat bountifully shall reap also bountifully. That's a general word to everybody. If you are giving cheerfully and you are giving bountifully, so God said, press together, shake it together, shall men give into your bosom. That is the blessing of God as he has promised. Say, give and it shall be given unto you, is what Jesus Christ said. Good measure. Shake it together. Say, press down, shake it together, and running over. So men give to men are good to give to the bosom. God will cause men to give to the bosom. So the more you give out to other people, so God will cause men also to give out back to you. That is how God multiply and, uh, and bless His people, especially those who are faithfully doing what He wanted them to do, and they are not grudging, are not giving grudgingly. So it's very important. It's a cheerful giving. It's what God really prefers, and that's why He says that sweat sparingly shall also reap sparingly. Just in the real life. If you have a field of one acre, instead of planting all the one acre with cones and just plant just a, a plot out of one acre, and then of course that's what you're going to get when the corn produce. You get a one plot of corn. If you have planted the acre full, you will reap cones all over the acre, and you will be plenty. Also, say if you if you if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. If you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. Verse seven. Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or, or, or of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able 
to make all grace abound unto you. Toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. So, the more you give, the more God give back to you. Now, this is just teaching the word of God. You have to do as the Lord puts in your heart. We are not telling you to say you have to send money to us. Just do as the Lord puts in your heart. Many people that are sending donations to our ministry, tithes, I always pray that the Lord will bless them, that they will know that it's because they are sending to this ministry and this, this ministry that is blessing other people. That's why they are getting this abundant blessing. God can bless you and you will know the source of that blessing. That is the prayer I pray for them. That God bless these people that are sending their tithe to this little ministry that we are doing, being on the radio because you are the one that commanded the radio, commanded us to be on radio and we are going on TV again, teaching the word of God. And those who are sending the radio to support the money that we already have is what is doing this ministry, that the Lord is using to do the ministry. And say, Lord, bless them that they also will know that because they are sending their donation to this ministry, that is why God is sending this abundant blessing to them so that they can put more. I remember some of the people that they maybe they have a salary and they are paying tithes from that salary sending to us. And then somehow another opportunity opened up and they sent another tithe from this that is not even their regular tithe because they got another something and they sent tithe on that also. I said, wow. They get something else from under the source, and that means God is blessing them through other sources than the one they normally we used to send. I say, well, God keep blessing them because the more you bless them, the more they will be blessing your ministry. That is what the Lord is doing. That's how the Lord does His multiplication also. And that's what Apostle Paul is saying that God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. That's verse 8 of 2 Corinthians chapter 9. As it is written, He has dispersed abroad, He has given to the poor, His righteousness remains forever. Now He that ministereth seed to the soil, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed soon, and increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which caused through us thanksgiving to God. That's a blessing. It's a blessing that the same God that is giving the seed to the soil is the one that providing food for your bread for your food. And you multiply your seed that you are sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Because what you are doing is fruit of it's a righteous work and it's going to God will increase that fruit when you are giving to the gospel or you are giving as he has been they are collecting for the for the was saints in Jerusalem. The same way people that are sending to the gospel to preach the gospel. I remember when I was still a college student and I have some scholarship and I'm sending some of my, so I, I have somebody on radio and evangelism also and I just sent some of my money to him. And God saw that, that's why God made me an evangelist also. As you do, God said that when this, this man is faithful and good, the little I have then was that scholarship and God saw faithfulness and God sent something Send me, make me also a minister of the gospel. And most of the ministry we are doing is through the salary has given to us and the others are supporting it by sending their own tithe and so on. So, so that is why we are saying when you do something, God will increase the, the fruit of righteousness. It's God that's going to increase it so that you can do more. So he said, the more he bless you, you will do more also. I ask a minister and say, if you have more money, will you do more? He said, yeah, okay, well, then why don't you get more resources so that you can get more funds? Verse 11. So being rich in everything to all bountifulness, which caused through us thanksgiving to God. 
Verse 12, for the administration of this service not only supplied the want of the sins, but its abundance also by many thanksgivings unto God. While by the experiment of this ministration they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men. So when you when the when the money come or the gifts come to the saints in Jerusalem and the citizens from the churches in of the Gentiles, make them to see that these people are really sub, sub, are subjected to the gospel. They are submitted to the gospel. Say this is an experiment that we see that it will they will glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them. And by their prayer for you, which long after you, for the exceeding grace of God in you, say thanks be unto God for this, for his unspeakable gift. See, the people, when they receive this donation, they will be praying for you. And that is the truth. People that are refreshed and they, when they are in distress, they will be thanking God and praying for those who send them the donation, that the Lord will help them, bless them. And God answer those prayers. It's not just moving prayers. God answered those prayers that people pray to, to him. Actually, those that are in need and they got help from somebody, God answered his prayer and he blessed the people that are giving. And that's why I always exhort you, my brethren, that are in the poor countries of the world, that maybe you receive this free gift of tracts, literature, and you look like you get them free from these uh, wealthy countries, evangelists from wealthy countries, and so on and so forth. And don't take it for, for granted. When you get it free and you, it blesses you, whatever you have, use it to bless others or to bless the work of the Lord. I told some people, if you get the tracks free, don't think it's free. Some people are paying for it in those countries. It's not the government that's sending it to you. Some believers are using their own money, whether through the church or through their personal evangelism or evangelists that is collecting money from them like we are saying some people send donations they are using this money to buy to print these tracts the printers are not printing for free and they are making them free to the other world to make people be saved so you that are receiving it over there when you are now saved participate in using your money to help other people also to hear the gospel how can you participate you send money to them in overseas if you can send to them universities that are doing that, you can do it. But another way you can do it is to use your money to reprint those tracts and give it to other people. Use your own money to reprint those tracts. You say, are you allowed to do that? Yes. Reprint it. It's the word of God. And give it to your people. More and more people, you get more people touched by it. You say, we can only send tracts. So you may be sending a little package of 50 tracts in the mail. But in your city, you have one, 200 million people. You got 50 tracks from America, 50 tracks from Europe, and you give those out. That's not enough to, to get to everybody. But you are already born again believer, you are already believer. You, whatever money you have that you can give to the gospel. You don't need to send it to those people that send you the tracks. If you can, that's fine. I'm not saying you should. But if you can use that money that you have to reprint those tracks in your own country, reprint them. The way it was printed, just repeat it. You can give to a printer, say, just make a photocopy and reprint it. Give me, print 1,000 copies of this from my money, from your money that you pay, and then give it out. Let you, your brethren in that country, be distributing it. That is going to reach more people because it's the same thing that you read that you are just reprinting that is going to be blessing them. If it bless you, it will bless them also because it's the word of God. 
But now you are making it local printing that makes it that we reach further and God is seeing it and God is going to bless you. That's what I recommend to people. If you can send donations to those ministers that send you the trial, that's fine. If you can send donations to those that are on radio, fine, that's fine. If you have enough to send to them through, because it's easier to send money right now from one country to another country, even from overseas to overseas. Before it was almost impossible. Now it's easier. You can do it through this, you can through do that, through not just wire, wire something. But I'm saying you can even use your money to reprint those things in your own country. Some people say, well, I will tell the minister to send me money so that I can reprint it for you here. You are reprinting it for him. No, you are not serving him. People misunderstood God. Somebody say, I can reprint your literature. He sent me money so that I can say, well, they want me to send money so that they can reprint the books or literatures and tracts in their country and distribute it. I say, if you, are, you think you are doing it for me, then you miss everything. If you are a believer, you are not being taught correctly. If you think you are doing it for this evangelist, you are to do it for the Lord. Don't say evangelist, send money so I can reprint your tracts as this is his tract. It is the word of God that you should be distributing to your own people to save them. And God will see that you are also minister right there. People misunderstood the, the life of preaching the gospel and the love of God. And they want the evangelist from America to send them money so that they can make a, his book, reprint his, his tracts and uh, distribute it to the people freely. Then you are, if the, if the evangelist sends you money and you are doing that, that means all the reward goes to that evangelist in heaven. You have no reward. Or well, I give it out to people over here. But think of if you are the one that reprints it. That means double, double blessing from God. But if the evangelist is one that reprints it, keeps sending you money to reprint it, how much money if you are stealing from that evangelist money, then you are even putting costs upon yourself. Because this, that's very tempting. Somebody send you hundred dollar that becomes like one hundred thousand naira in your money or hundred thousand pesos in your country. It's tempting for you to take some of it and use it to feed your children and just make some little tar tracks. And God is saying that you are not dealing with man, friend. You are dealing with Almighty God. <laughs> I'm warning many people because I'm from the third world country. That's why I know some of those things. I say if we are not doing it right, we are putting courses upon ourselves. But if you fear God and you do this thing right, you will be using your own money that you make in your own country to reprint these things and God will see your heart that you are also spreading the gospel and God will give you more. God will bless you more. God will make you a minister. That's how we became ministers, not because we went to school of ministers. But when God sees your heart, He sees your, your commitment to Him and how you are spending your money even in your local country for his cause, he will multiply it for you. And God can multiply and make you a minister of his gospel. And you have a place in heaven. That's what Apostle Paul taught us. He said he was using his own money to spread the gospel. He said, who did that when you are not the king? That's who go to war on his own on, on his own cost. They said there's a reward for Apostle Paul doing that. And God is saying, if you do the same thing, use your money to reprint those straws that you say blesses you, or the booklet that blesses you just Get permission that can I reprint your books my, from my own here? Yeah, they will say, go ahead and do it. Reprint and distribute. And anybody that is saved or that is touched by the Lord through the thing you reprinted in your own money, the, all the accounts come to you in heaven. And you will be, be one, of the, one of the rulers in heaven when Christ, when Christ has come. That is what we are recommending. If you want to hear, well done, that good and faithful someone, someone, that is how you get there. I just pray that the Lord will give you understanding what this thing we have talk to you so that you do it and not just hearing it but do it your blessing now let's continue now we are going to chapter 10 of second corinthians chapter 10 
Now, I, Apostle Paul is going to say something almost like uh, in the way normally we he has talked this, he has talked about the giving in the chapter 9. Now he's going to chapter 10, where he's going to now do some defending of himself. Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence I am base among you, but being absent, I'm bold toward you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. Now what was he talking about? Maybe he has heard some people, people came back and reported to him that he was, that's why they were saying, we are for Apollos, we are for Paul. They would say, well, Paul is so dull when he's preaching. Apollos was vibrant and that's they are following personality. Everybody have their own way of presenting the word of God. Some are, like I'm just sitting down. I didn't jump up and dance up and down. Not so. But you see, if you are listening and you pay consciousness, you pay Pay attention, you learn from what you are teaching also. What we are trying to tell you is that the report came to Apostle Paul where some people are complaining about his method of presenting and he said um, they thought he was dull and this is what he was saying. So that I, I don't want to be bold when I come among you, but I want to seek maintain my composure. For still say, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Say, even though you see us physically, whether it's strong or mighty, uh, muscular, weak, he said, we are not fighting a physical war. It's not after the flesh. But for say, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to have to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So what is what is he saying? He's saying we are fighting a spiritual warfare, and how we fight is through the weapons of God. We cast down thoughts because that's what the devil uses against human beings: thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. And you have to take those thoughts captive by the word of God. And that, when you pray, you pull down the strongholds of thoughts, the strongholds that are hindering people's mind, is what you are pulling down. Imaginations of this is may happen, this may happen, this may happen. You cast those things down, trusting the word of God. So that is the fight that we are in, because the devil use all those things to fight human beings. Imagination, thoughts, ideas, suggestions. He said, you bring to captivity every thought that is disobedient to the word of God, and bring them unto the obedience to the word of God. The word of God says so. That's how you take captive those thoughts. He said, you, we do this until, he said, we are ready in the right now to avenge every disobedience only when your own obedience is fulfilled. Many times, God will not be able to earn our fight for us if we ourselves are not obedient to the Spirit of God in us. So that's where that verse is coming to play. But Seth said, do you look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trusts to himself that he is Christ, let him of himself think this again. That as he is Christ, even so are we Christ. I mean, you say you belong to Christ, so we also belong to Christ. I say. For though I should boast somewhat more of our authority, which the Lord has given us for edification and not for your destruction, I should not be ashamed, that I may not seem as if I would terrify you by letters. For his letters say they are witty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak. And his speech contemptible, he said that's what the, the report he had. People say when he wrote to us, his letter was so strong and terrifying, powerful. That when you read it, you fear and want to fear God. But when he's in our midst, he's talking so softly, people don't seem to think he has any power. 
He's, he's rich, he's writing his powerful, but his speech is weak. That's what they are saying here. And he's trying to defend himself. Let such a man think this, that such as we are in word, by letters, when we are absent, such will we be also indeed when we are present. I mean, I can, he says, he's telling them, I can change my composure when I come to you guys. And be frowning my face, and commanding, and yelling, and screaming, and cursing. But he doesn't want to do that. <laughs> that will be like cursing also. Verse 12. See, for we dare not make ourselves of the number. Or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. But we will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule which God has distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. He said, How do we measure ourselves? Say, you're going to measure it by our fruit, the fruit of what we have done. So, what you going to say? As for say, well, we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, as though we reach not unto you, for we are come as far as to you, also in preaching the gospel of Christ, not boasting of things without our measure, that is of other men's labors, but having hope, which when your faith is increased, that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly, to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you, and not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand. But he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. For not he that commended himself is approved, but whom the Lord commanded. In summary, it is whom the Lord commanded that is approved. He's only saying, he has, he has come, he has preached the gospel all the way to your city and got churches in your city. And he said he's not boasting in the line of other people preach and we are just there to teach them. Of course, teachers are also very important. You know, the one that founded the church that is the greatest. That's why he said, I have planted Apollo's water, but God is the one that gives the increase. So he said, He has said in the first Corinthians, We are all brothers that are preaching that are water, that are founding churches that are coming by to teach. We, the Bible said, God put all these ministries in the body of Christ to build his body. So then don't elevate one man above the other. Oh, this man is the one that founded the church, he's the one that is greater. Oh, this man that came to teach, he's teaching us some new things, some greater things. He's what, no, he said, we are all building build on what God has set up. And as long as you are being very blessed and by these other ministries, rejoice and enjoy it. But don't elevate one above the other because we are all servants of the Most High God. And God needed everyone. He needed the planter, he needed the watering people, he needed those that are pulling pull the weeds out of the place in the farm. All of those works, all of those different labors are necessary. We are co-laborers with God. That's why I say we have, we have, we have not stretched ourselves beyond our measure, but only those whom God commended is commended in that last part of chapter 10. So that he said, He that glory, let him glory in the Lord. If you are going to glorify yourself, glorify yourself that you know God and you are doing your part, you are doing your own part in the kingdom of God and the Lord is blessing people through you. But let we that are receiving the blessing, let us not exalt man above man or above one another. That's what he was saying when he compared himself with Apollo. He said, he has transferred to Apollo to that we should not elevate any man above what is written because we are all co-laborers in the farm, in the farm of the Lord, in the vineyard of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are laboring together with him. Now we're going to go into chapter 11 in, in the next few Bible verses. Okay, let's go on chapter 11. 
Woe to God. This is Apostle Paul still continuing to talk about his ministry because he is responding to what he has heard from them. Woe to God, you could bear with me a little in my folly and indeed bear with me. He was going to talk about this. So I'm going to continue this in the next broadcast. God bless you.